0: Mark chapter 11, verse number 20. And in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, calling to remembrance, saith unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou cursedest is withered away. And Jesus answering, saith unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, And shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that ye that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, What things soever ye desire when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Father, I pray this morning, in the name of Jesus, I pray, God, that you'll do for us what we cannot do for ourselves. I pray the Holy Spirit would give us liberty and vocabulary this morning. I pray that you would bind the devil and any foul spirit that would grieve the Holy Spirit. I pray that you would remove any hindrances this morning. Lord, help us this morning to not get our minds on anything else or be distracted by anything else. I pray, God, that you will help us this morning to set our affections on things above. May the Word of God penetrate our soul this morning, and we'll love you for it, and we'll thank you. In Christ's name we do pray. Amen. Amen. You can be seated this morning. I really have a whole lot of things scribbled everywhere, so we'll find out how this goes, amen. But uh, sometimes that can be the best preaching and sometimes that can be the worst preaching. So uh, I don't really know which direction uh, 100%, but I do know what God has put in my heart this morning concerning this text that when you come to this passage of Scripture, I see in verse number 20, the morning. As the Bible said that in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. Now, uh, the day prior to this, Jesus had cursed this fig tree as they were going into the temple and Jesus curses the, the fig tree and then he cleanses the temple and so there's the mourning but then in verse 21 there's this memory as Peter calls to remembrance. You know that is a word that Peter used in his, uh, uh, in his epistle as he called the brethren to remembrance. Here uh, brother laddie he's remembering something and I want to say it's important that we remember what Jesus says and what what Jesus does, amen? And Peter is remembering this fig tree. It has significance in the scripture, but it caught Peter's attention as well. There's the memory, and then there's the mystery. As he says to him, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou cursest is withered away. I mean, Peter cannot uh, comprehend how that, as Jesus spoke to this tree on one day, then the next day, uh, this tree has withered away. I want to say not only does he have power over us, but he has power over all creation. Amen. In other words he blesses who and he blesses what he wants to bless and he curses who and he curses what he wants to curse and so uh, that is the, the mystery of God is that a God is a God of blessing but he's also a God of cursing. Amen. But here is the message as Jesus answers Peter in verse number 22 he answers him and says to him have faith in God. Amen. I want to preach a few minutes this morning on this subject on the power of vital faith. The power of vital faith. You see this morning, friend, it is one thing to have faith, but it's another thing to have faith uh, in God. Amen? And what Jesus is going to talk to the disciples about here is the most important thing in every person's life, and it is our faith in God. You see, the reason Jesus uh, uh, cursed that fig tree uh, was because it was false. Uh, It was flourishing with leaves but it had no fruit on it. So it bore a false hope. Those that would pass by would see the broadened leaves uh, the green leaves uh, and would think that there would be fruit only to find out that it was a fig tree that had no fruit. But this fig tree represented the nation of Israel. As the nation of Israel their problem throughout the entire Old Testament and into the New Testament is that God had blessed them more than any nation on planet Earth. But their own unbelief their own blindness uh, had caused them to be unfruitful. And Jesus is using this as an illustration to not be like the Pharisees, uh, do not be like the Sadducees and all the religious men of that day, but to have your faith in God, amen? You see, it's not enough just to be a part of a nation or a part of a denomination. You and I as individuals this morning, we must believe God for ourselves and by ourselves this morning. In this story here, or this admonishment that Jesus gives, I find here that he gives the instructions in verse 22 to have faith in God. And then he gives the illustration in verse 23 concerning a mountain. And then he gives the inspiration in verse 24 that whatsoever we desire, if we ask in faith, believing, we shall receive. You know, I'm glad this morning that Jesus instructs us He gives a personal illustration concerning a mountain, and I would say this morning that every one of us has a mountain in our life. This morning, your mountain might be that you're not saved and you're lost without God, and you know that you need to be saved. You need to have faith in God, and that mountain can be removed and you can be born again. Your mountain, my friend, may be some of the struggles of life. It, It may be a physical struggle. It may be a spiritual struggle. It may be a financial struggle this morning, but whatever that mountain is this morning, I I promise you the only answer and the only solution for that mountain is your faith in God this morning. You see, this morning, faith is oftentimes something that we take for granted. And what we take for granted, we will never really take seriously in life. Can I tell you this morning that if you and I are going to have faith in God, we must take it seriously today. Our faith, you say, well, preacher, I don't have anything much. Well, if you have faith, you have all that you need. For you. Faith will work when money won't work. Faith will work when your health has fallen and failed. Faith will work, friend, when you don't have friends and you don't have family members. Faith is the number one thing that all of us need in our lives. I want to think about that little phrase this morning. Have faith in God. It's amazing how, in just one little phrase, the Bible can say so much. In one phrase. I was reading that a few weeks ago. I mentioned it the other day in a testimony, I think, uh, uh, but I was reading it the other day and as I was reading through uh, Mark chapter number 11, when I come to that little phrase right there, it's just like the Holy Ghost put the brakes on in my life uh, and made me just stop and think about what a profound statement that Jesus gave the disciples as he said, have faith in God. When you think about the faith this morning, we must consider the nature of of our faith today. I mean, this morning, our faith is not within ourselves. Our faith is in not some higher uh, thinking or psychology this morning, but our faith is in the Bible. Amen. Our faith is in the God of the Bible. And I want to say this morning, the nature of our faith uh, does not come from within, uh, uh, but it comes from the Word of God. Amen. I don't have faith in my feelings this morning because some days I feel up, and some days I feel bad. I don't have faith in my faith this morning because sometimes my faith is up and sometimes my faith is down. But I do have faith in the pages of God's word because the Bible never changes. Amen. It doesn't matter what anybody says. It doesn't matter what anybody does this morning. I'm glad that I've got a book that's the same yesterday today and forever. I can trust this book. I can put my faith in this book. I can build my life on this book. It's good while you're living but it'll be good when you're dying. Now, I'm talking about the nature and the object of our faith this morning is it. And then the accomplishment of our faith is that it is tested. It is tried. Faith is always triumphant. And this morning when Jesus makes this little statement here, I want you to pay close attention to that statement for just a few moments for I think that every word in that little statement has a significant meaning. When I think about the word have this morning, I think about the possession of our faith. Jesus said have faith in God. When you have something, it means that it's in your possession. When you have something this morning, it means you are the owner of that. I do not have a million dollars this morning. Maybe you're here this morning and you have a million dollars. What that means is, is that that million dollars is in your access. You have access to that. It's within your reach. It's within your grasp. It is when you're within your possession. You can access that amount of money. I do not have a million dollars this morning. I could not access that. I do not have that within my possession today. But what I do have, and what every person has this morning, in your possession is you have my friend faith the Bible says you see the Bible says that God gives every man a measure of faith, now it may not be a lot of faith, it may not be great faith uh, but God has given everybody in this room a measure of faith what you do with that faith is up to you where you put that faith is up to you, how you use that faith or don't use that faith is entirely up to you but I'm here to tell you this morning that God God did not leave you in this world without a measure of faith he gives you and eye something this morning that allows us to believe what we cannot see, what we cannot feel and what we cannot touch and I don't know about you but that puts me on shouting ground this morning because I may not have silver and I may not have gold and I may not have diamonds and I may not have rubies but I have something that's more tangible than any of those things. I have something this morning that was given to me from above. It was given to me at birth. Hell cannot stop it. The thieves cannot steal it. God has put it in my possession and my possession alone. Amen. And God says you can cash it in anywhere, any way you want to. You have faith this morning. The question is what are you doing with that faith? Too many times we face life's problems and never exercise what God has put in our possession. Too many times we struggle. Some of you this morning cannot nail your salvation down. It may be a fact of pride and a lack of repentance, but it could be this morning that you're not cashing in on the very thing that you need to get born again. It takes repentance to be saved, but I'm here to tell you, Fria, you can repent till the cows come home if you don't believe the Bible, and if you don't believe that God of the Bible, will save you if you'll trust him. You'll die and go to hell on your knees. Repent, Freya it takes repentance and faith you cannot separate the two the day I got saved all I knew was I was a sinner I knew I was going to hell and I knew I could not save myself I took that little measure of faith and I cast in on it free and I put it in the only one who they said could deliver me the only one who could help me what did I have to lose I sure couldn't help myself and so I trusted what the book says, I'm here to tell you this morning, you have faith. Amen. So I don't have a lot of it. You don't need a lot of it. But you have some. You say, how do you know I have faith? I'll give you an illustration. I tried to think of one this morning. This was the best one I could come up with. How many of y'all believe this morning that there's a place called Russia? Raise your hand. Y'all believe there's a place called Russia? How many of you this morning have been to Russia? Raise your hand. Anybody? None of us have been to Russia, but 100% unanimously we raised our hands and said we believe there's a place called Russia. I wanna ask you this morning, how could you believe there's a place called Russia when you never been there? I'm sure some young person said, well, I read it on the internet. That's trustworthy, isn't it? <laughs> or I saw it on Facebook, you know that's trustworthy or I seen it on the television screen, or I, or I read it out of a book somewhere, saying, you've never been there, you've never seen it, but yet you believe there's a place called Russia. I wanna tell you, you know what that is this morning? That's faith is what that is. Uh, you've never been there, you've never seen it for your own eyes, uh, but you have taken the word of someone who has told you and what others have said, and by faith uh, you believe there is a place called Russia. I want to tell you, my friend, this morning, I've never been to heaven. I've never seen heaven. But I have taken the word of one who has told me that there is a place called heaven. I've taken the word of others who have said that they know that they're going to heaven. But I have put my faith not in their word. I put it in his word. I want to say this morning, I'm glad I have faith. Hallelujah. How is it people can believe in Russia that they've never seen? but not believe in heaven that they've never seen. I'll take the word of God over anybody else's word, won't you? I'm talking about the possession of faith this morning. You have faith. I don't know what you have, but I know you have faith because God gave you faith, a measure of faith. Not only the possession of faith, but I think about the possibility of faith. As the Bible says to have, faith. Now if God gave us faith, why would he tell us to have faith? Why would he not say you have faith? Because faith that is not exercised is a dead faith. Just because God gave it to you, faith sitting there within itself in the harbors and the recesses of an individual's soul doesn't accomplish anything within itself just because God that man down the street that you give that tract to, that lady that you talked to at the supermarket and you witness to her that chooses not to believe the Bible, she has some measure of faith. God gave her the same measure or a measure of faith that he has given to others. The only difference between her and those of us that are saved this morning is she is not exercising that faith I think that's the greatest tragedy of a soul that is lost to hell is that they went to hell and they didn't have to go, that God gave them faith uh, and the possibility is uh, if they would have only believed uh, if they would have only received the message, uh, they could escape the fiery pits of hell, I'm talking about the possibility, anything is possible if we'll exercise faith you know I can't heal nobody But I can have faith. I can't fix life's problems. But I can have faith. I want to tell you sometimes my faith is weak and it's wobbly but it is what it is. Isn't that right? Whether it be small and weak and wobbly, sometimes i prayed about things in life, family and and, and church problems and church family or church people and bore the burdens of others as they they have bore my burdens, but i prayed for them and and I'll tell you, fear has come and, and doubt has come, but there would yet be enough faith to say, well, in spite of how you feel, in spite of the fear and the doubt that is there, there would be enough faith to just get on my knees and pray some little weak, wobbly prayer that my friend, I did not know what the outcome would be. But to my surprise, shouldn't be, but it is. To my surprise, in spite of my weak, little wobbly faith, God worked on my behalf. He worked on the behalf of others. That's the possibility. Our faith may not be great and our faith may not be bigger than our problems. But I'm here to tell you, if you'll exercise the faith that you have, God will honor it. He will bless it and he will use it. I believe this morning, and the Bible teaches that if one person in this building that was lost, you said, I've struggled with my salvation for years. But I'll tell you this morning, if he was to step out of that aisle and say, God, I'm tired of fighting. I'm tired of struggling with it. I've prayed and prayed and prayed and never had no answer. I've went home and I've struggled and the devil has beat me up one side and down the other. But this morning I'm gonna step out and take what little weak wobbly faith I have and I'm gonna put it in you this morning. You say, preacher, what would happen? Great assurance would come to your soul. You say, how do you know that? How can you promise me that? Because I have faith in this book this morning. It's not my promise. It's his promise this morning. I'm telling you, if you'll step out on nothing and if you'll step out on the word of God and say, God, if I go to hell, I'll just have to go to hell trusting you and trusting the Bible and trusting the blood. I got good news for you this morning. Nobody goes to hell trusting the Bible and trusting the blood. Nobody goes to hell leaning on him shoulder free. I'm I'm here to tell you, Freya, that's the possibility if you'll just believe this morning. And faith is nothing more than a choice. There's the possibility. There's the possession, but then there's the placing. He said, have faith in. You say, preacher, how can you be so sure that my faith will bring to pass what God said because it has everything to do with where it is at. Who is your faith in? If your faith is in a preacher, you're gonna be disappointed. Thank God for godly parents, but if your faith is in your mom and dad this morning, as godly and good as they may be, you're gonna be disappointed. If your faith this morning is in a great church and I thank God for this church but you're gonna be disappointed if you're putting your faith in a church this morning. I I love this church and thank God for this church but this church, uh, my friend, is like a piece of fine china. It could be here today and shattered to pieces tomorrow. Our faith cannot be in the church this morning as great as the church is uh, where you're cashing that faith in. What are you putting that faith in this morning? if you're putting your faith in your works then you're going to be disappointed if your faith is in yourself and what you can do well preacher if I go to that altar and if I pray and if I ask God to save me what if I don't get saved or preacher I've I've got a problem I've been praying about if I go to the altar and I pray and I ask God and I beg God what if it doesn't happen this morning you're going to have to get your faith out of yourself and get your faith in something bigger than what you are I'm telling you friend every prayer that God God ever answered for me. It wasn't because I was on a do-good list. It wasn't because I had every, uh, listen, every T crossed and every I dotted. It wasn't because God looked down and said, well, he's doing pretty good down there, so I think I'll bless him. Oh, no, friend, I'm talking about the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen is when I take faith out of me and I put faith in something and someone that is bigger than what I am. I'm talking about hallelujah this morning. talking about my friend and when you think about the placing of that faith you got to stop believing in everything and anybody else and put it in the one that can help you today can I tell you how God I get tickled at people sometimes sometimes I I get around people that I don't have anybody here in mind that I know of you may come to mind later but That's when I'm usually sitting at home and saying, oh, why did I say that? They're going to think I'm talking to them. Probably am, but don't know. It's a good thing about preaching. You can be blind as a bat while you're preaching. Then you go home and you start thinking about, oh, that fits here, there, and yonder. Lord, why did you hide all that from me? Because probably I wouldn't have said it. But I get tickled at people. I, I was with a pastor one day, and I had a long drive after we got there. We flew there, got in the car. By the time I got to where I was at, I, I got out of the car and in my head I was thinking, this guy don't need me. He don't need anybody. In a one-hour trip, he had done everything in life that there was to do. He had accomplished everything in life. I, I mean, I did, I needed a five-gallon bucket to throw up in. Now, don't y'all look so safe to fight. I hated I talked about puke on Mother's Day, but... But I'm telling you, and, and you know, I believe God answers prayer. And I believe every day he answers prayer for all of us. But my prayer life is not one of these things where I pray and five minutes later it just happens. Now, there's been a few times. There's been a few times that's happened. But can I tell you something? Most of the time, that's not the way my prayer life is. Maybe yours is that way. If yours is, I want to sit close to you. Amen? But I'm telling you that's not the way mine is. I'm talking about a lot of times you pray and you don't see. A lot of times you pray and you can't feel nothing. A lot of times you pray and you don't hear anything. Sometimes you pray and things get worse before they ever even get better. And sometimes you pray and you may never see it down here in this walk of life. But I want to say that's what faith is. My friend, in spite of what I hear and in spite of what I see, I'm just going to put my faith in what will work and what I know will work this morning. I'm talking about where have you put your faith this morning? Is your faith in yourself? Many people that struggle with their salvation, some get saved, some never get saved because they're trying to do something in this altar that's gonna get them in. You can't do nothing to get in. Hudson Taylor tried to develop his own faith. And Hudson Taylor said this. He said that he stopped looking at his faith and he learned to rest in the faithful one. He said faith begins when you just let go. You know why an old sinner can get saved, an old drunkard? Because he comes down that aisle and he just lets go. He ain't got nothing to hold on to worth showing God. He knows he's dirty, rotten, and held as servant, so he just lets go of the old life and makes his way to the cross. Makes his way to God. He lets go. A religious man will come, but yet he'll hold on to something. Well, you know, I don't know. Maybe if I did this or maybe if I do that or I don't know. No, I'm going to tell you, throw yourself at his mercy. Throw yourself at his feet. Lay hold of the one that said, come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I'll give you rest. Uh, If you're tired of struggling, uh, you say, will it work? Have faith. Uh, Just step out and stop uh, uh, stop looking and start leaning on the one that can help you. I'm talking about this morning. uh, When you look at where you're placing that faith, and I'll say in closing, the power of that faith. As he said, have faith in who? In God. I believe this morning the greatest emphasis in that little phrase is not in what we have, and not who we are and what we're doing, but the greatest emphasis is not our faith. It's the God that our faith is put in this morning. You see, this morning, it's not penance that the, the more I sweat, the longer I pray. And I think we ought to pray Jesus prayed in an agony. There's nothing wrong in earnestly agonizing with God. And we ought to, and there's times for that. But sometimes it's just the simple childlike faith our Savior said. Just taking it and putting it in his hands. Saying, here God, I can't, but you can. God, I don't know what to do with this. Would you help me, Lord? You think God would not... Hear that cry this morning. If one of your children was to come to you and say, Daddy, would you help me? Mama, would you help me? Would you not move heaven and earth to help them? Would you not? Would you not exhaust every resource? I, I don't have a lot of money this morning, but if one of my children was to call me and said, Daddy, oh, Daddy, I got a need. I need a need. I'm telling you, without reservation, without hesitation, without thinking and considering the consequences, uh, with everything I have, I would cash it all in if it would rescue them from the dilemma that they're in. How much more, if you being evil, let your father know what things you have need of before you even ask. I'm telling you, if you'll ask and say God it looks impossible Lord it looks like it would never happen but I'm gonna take that little measure of faith you gave me and I'm not putting it in me I'm not putting it in anything else but I'm gonna put it in you and come what may thy will be done I'm here to tell you this morning God will take that little measure of faith he'll do for you what you cannot do for yourself he'll lift you up above the shadows free and he'll bless you beyond I'm not preaching a health and wealth gospel I'm just telling you what the Bible says. Have faith in God. If you're lost, what have you got to lose? Trust in anything else won't deliver you. If you're here this morning and you're saved, maybe you got a burden, you got a need, you got a struggle. The devil has told you there's no use. Why listen to him? He's a liar. You're here this morning, soul, but preacher, I, I struggled so long, quit struggling and start resting. I remember something that had come and had plagued me for over two years of my life. Couldn't find no victory. I sought every kind of aid and help that I could find. Financially, it cost me. Physically, it cost me. Even mentally, it cost me. I did not know where God was at or what God was doing. And the best year seemingly of this church, the best year for this church, was the worst year of my life at that time. I'm not complaining that 's just the way it was, and I could not get out of the vice that I felt that I was in and I remember one day in my living room on my knees, I said, "Oh God, about three a m in the morning, I got out of the bed." in desperation, I got on my knees and I said, Dear God, if I get out of this, you'll have to get me out of it. There, I really thought there was no way out. And I'm gonna tell you something in the very moment that I said that prayer. God began to bring deliverance to my soul. I wanna tell you this morning, there's not a problem too big that God cannot handle There's not a prayer that you'll ever pray that'll ever tremble the hand or the heart of God. There's not a word that you'll ever speak that he don't already know. He knows about your boy. He knows more than he knows. You have a hope. You have a faith. I'm gonna tell you where he's been. He's done been down the road and back. He's done been around the corner. He's done looked in avenues that you've never seen. Oh, this morning you may be here and be struggling and say, I'll never find my way out of this. I want to tell you, he's done walked every path there is to trot. And when there isn't no way, his footsteps will be the way. He'll make the way. When there is no bridge to cross, I want to tell you, God's the bridge that'll bring you from here to yonder. When there is no other resources, God doesn't need the things of this world. He created it all and he is all this morning. He is the resource. Stood by the bedside of a little old lady years ago in her 80s. They said she's gonna die three times. They called the family in three different times. And every time they called me and they said there's no hope she's, she's gone. She'll be gone within just the hour. Three times. I'm not talking about day after day. I'm talking about over a period of two years. Family would come in, they'd weep and they'd cry and they'd mourn. And they'd get ready to hold her hand and say goodbye. And a week later, she's setting up. She's smiling. She said, I told y'all I'm not dying. And they said, "Her well, you look, look mother. She said, I didn't have an ounce of dying grace. She said, I didn't have an ounce. But I'm going to tell you something. When I went by her house the last time, the doctors didn't tell her. She told the doctors. And she told her family. She said, it's time for me to go. She said, and I'm ready. She said, I'm ready to go. Oh, that's faith. It might have only been a measure, but it was in a great God. And I'm telling you this morning, you know what I think would thrill the heart of God this morning? If every burden, every sorrow, every heartache, every weight that was on the hearts of God's people this morning, if every single one of them flooded to this altar and was put on it this morning, I think God said, come, come, bring it to me. Put it on me. Cast all, not some of it, not part of it. Let me have all of it. Cast all your care upon me. I care for you this morning as we stand. As he sings. Would you come? Would you come this morning?
1: he'll help you he'll help you this morning
0: he knows how to help
1: you he knows how to help me he's not a burden put it on this morning he's saying give it to me I want it let it be I enter a sweet haven of rest." Oh yes, while we sing, what a God, what a God this morning! I've anchored my soul. Yes, in the haven I rest. I'll if you can cry out to me, He'll hear you. God will hear your cry this morning. The tempest may sweep, or the wild. I'm safe evermore while we sleep mind God I hear so Safe evermore. You know,
0: I got up this morning and went to my office, and as I was was thinking and preparing, I started writing down things. I wouldn't I wouldn't read all these things this morning because some of them's too personal. As we all have things like that. I started writing down things God had done for me. From the time I was 12 years old when I was lost. I was lost. I started writing down all these things and on this list there's desires that God granted me. There's things for this church that's been brought to pass. There's people that God saved. There's tragedies that have been turned, sicknesses that have been healed, heartaches and burdens that have been lifted and those that were never lifted somehow, God, He gave grace to bear it and peace in times that it looked like peace would not be there and the list... It just goes on and on. And I quit writing. I quit writing not because there wasn't more things, but because I just had to say, Oh God, you've been so good to me. Oh, you blessed me. Hadn't He been good to you? I'm telling you, there's not enough paper, there's not enough ink this morning for all the things that God has blessed His children with. We ought to be dead and in hell somewhere. Brother Danny, he should have never done one thing if it was off of merit this morning, but I'm so glad and not a one of these on merit this morning. They're all on mercy this morning. I don't deserve any of them, but he's so good to us. He's a prayer answering God. In times when I can't, I'm so glad he can. In times when I'm not what I'm supposed to be, I'm glad he's everything I ever needed him to be. Oh, I just want to take a moment and say, bless your name. The Lord is good. It's mercy. Is everlasting. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. He is wonderful. He is good. I say, Glory to God. Glory to His name. He answers prayer. He answers prayer this morning. And I know God is real. I know He's real. His presence. It's so real, isn't it? In the presence of God, real this morning. I, I, I don't want to quit. Can I just tell you, I don't want to quit. I know we got to quit. But I feel so good in my soul this morning. I stepped on these grounds and the Holy Ghost said, Go down there to your office. He's real this morning. I want to tell you reality of his presence I take that I will tell you I wouldn't go to one of these hobnob people's lost their minds churches. If all I had on Sunday morning was some man standing up here in a turtleneck and no tie and telling me how good I was every Sunday. I would stay at the house, friend, if that's all. If all I had was some games and, 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 and all the, the gimmicks, if that's all that I had to offer the, you this morning, I'd quit. I'm serious, A heart attack, I'd quit. I'd go make an honest living this morning. I'm glad it's real. It may not be for everybody, but it is for me this morning. Is it for you this morning? is this way? Is this for you? I'm telling you, is this, is this not the best way that you could ever walk in this old world? Isn't it the best life you could ever have? Oh, to be saved. Oh, to know Him this morning. Oh, to feel His presence. To feel His touch. For it to be real. Woo! good, isn't it? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless his name this morning. He showed up, didn't he? First song, you could feel God in this place. I'm gonna tell you what God wants out of all of our lives. He wants us to have faith. We ought to all be believing God for something bigger than we are today. Why don't you lay hold of it and trust Him this morning. Lord, thank You. We can stay all day when You're here. But I pray this morning, Lord, no doubt there's somebody probably lost. I pray for their soul this morning. I pray they'll not leave this building until they get born again. And I pray for us that are saved. Oh, God, help us. Lord, I think about that man who said, Lord, I believe, but would you help our unbelief this morning? Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you're great and you're good and you're God. And I ask you to go with us in Jesus' name. Amen. Brother Jeremy, if you and your wife and family would come this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I'm going to tell you something. I could shout. Whew. I know we got to go home, but I could shout from here to Chickamauga. Chickamauga. Amen. Isn't God good to us? I don't want to go home. I'm telling you, I just don't want to go home. I know you'd like to go home right now. Yeah, he said, yeah. But isn't he good to us? I love you, brother. I love you, brother Charles. I love you appreciate this man. Amen. amen. God been be good to you, yes. hadn't he? In your living room that day, he met with us, didn't he? Yeah. On our knees. Fifteen years ago, on a Monday morning, headed to North Carolina, God said, go by and have prayer with him. We stopped by, and I'm telling you, the Lord met with us in that place. Oh, and God amen. said, I'm not going to heal him, but I'm going to give him longevity. Don't he look good today? Yeah, yeah. Fifteen years with Parkinson, and he's still in the front row. Yeah. Praising God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 That's what God can do. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Ninety years old. Ninety-one. 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 Still driving. Amen. Don't know if y'all to, but you are. <laughs> I want I'm glad you are too.
1: Amen. Isn't that a blessing?
0: Have faith in God. Isn't that good?